There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Not Another Mummy Podcast with me, Alison Perry. Today's guests are Kelly Allen and her transgender wife, Zoe Allen. Two mums raising their two kids in Cardiff. 18 months ago, Zoe came out to Kelly, telling her that she's a woman and not the man that Kelly thought she was. Despite Zoe's fears that it would spell the end of their marriage, Kelly reacted with love and support. I wanted to chat to them about what day-to-day life as a transgender family is like. They describe it as normal-ish, but also find out from Zoe what it was like to come out to Kelly. Likewise, Kelly talks about that moment from her point of view and how they told their children and wider family. Zoe and Kelly write the blog Our Transitional Life, which aims to share their experiences as a transgender family, show that coming out can be filled with hope and light rather than doom and gloom, and challenge the misconceptions that some people hold. It was a real privilege to chat to this couple and have them share their journey. You can just tell from listening to them speak how strong their relationship is and what amazing mums they are to their kids. I am so happy to be joined by Kelly and Zoe. Welcome to you both. How are you doing? Hey. Hey. Thanks for having us. We're okay. okay. You're doing okay. (laughs) It's a weird, weird time, isn't it? It is such a weird time. And, you know, I I ask all my guests, how are you? And I'll I'll be honest, quite often it's just like a, how are you doing? Like kind of pleasantry. But at the moment, it really is kind of like, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are Are you you okay? (laughs) What's lockdown been like for you? I would just say like high and low. Mm. Like I I think it's been a lot of ups and downs, I reckon. It's been very long. Yeah. Oh, hasn't it? Hasn't it? So I think we're, we're we're about maybe twelve or thirteen weeks into it at the moment, and it it feels like about a year, doesn't it? Yeah, we were um, in self isolation for about three to four weeks before that as well. Anyway, because we we all got really ill just before lockdown kicked in. So. Oh no! So it's been really long for you. I think we've hardly seen any of twenty twenty. So. <laughs> I um I came across a print that I'd ordered um from a friend of mine who who 
is an artist and she'd it'd been delivered I think in December and I only just got around to opening it the other day and she'd written this note saying um here's to 2020 being a great year I've got a great feeling about this oh, and I was like I saw it the other day and I was like oh, oh my goodness no. you could not have been more wrong <laughs> maybe she could go into reverse predictions maybe (laughs) maybe so uh tell me about your family life and what it's like to be a transgender family i'm guessing that it's mostly just normal family life am i right yeah pretty much i mean we always try and say that we're normal ish um (laughs) we we kind of you know because what is normal yeah we're two adults with two kids a dog and a Little terrace house, just trying to get through life, just like everyone else, really. Um, we've got added issues that we face day to day, but I think, yeah, we're, we're kind of normal-ish. <laughs> normal-ish. I mean, who isn't normal-ish, let's yeah. face it. Exactly. Um, and Zoe, um, how long had you known that you were a woman before you came out as transgender to Kelly? Um, I'd had feelings for a long, 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 long time. Probably mixed feelings from around eight, nine I imagine, but never truly understanding it until I'd say my mid to late twenties. Um, I wasn't brought up in very diverse circles, um, so the concept of it and the thoughts that I was having, I was in denial, I guess, because I was like, I, I didn't think that it was a, a real thing. I thought, oh, I'm, I'm a bit messed up. Maybe I just need to forget about this and move on and have a normal life and a normal family and what well, kind of did ish for a <laughs> bit um and yeah uh went to university a few years back so you went as a as a, as a mature student is that right yes yeah so for years i'd wanted to do stuff with music and had a bit of a I want to say an early midlife crisis, I guess. Thanks for telling me that now. <laughs> and I was like, I, I, she's never admitted to that before. <laughs> and I came home from work one day. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like, like working in an office all the time, five days a week. I, I really need to do this. And we had a bit of a up and down chat about it. And we were. I think okay. I just cried. Yeah. <laughs> How much is that going to cost? It got to the point where we were like okay, if we're going to do it, let's just do it. You know, it's good to show the kids that it doesn't matter how old you are or who you are or what you are, what you want to do. If you want to achieve something, just go and try and do it. Um, And was it while you were at university that you started really thinking this through? Yeah, so having that extra time to myself, just wandering into uni and sitting in between lectures and stuff, it gave me more time to think and, and to think on how I was feeling and research things a lot more do you think some of it as well was because you know when you go to university a lot of people are mixing with completely different types of people and that's one of the great things about going to uni isn't it that it almost like forces you out of your little bubble that you live in um do you think that had any kind of impact on you i mean possibly i mean i wasn't going out of my way to have a diverse circle of friends as such but, or any friends. Or any friends, yeah, that's very true. <laughs> were you, were you quite a loner so sure. at uni? <laughs> I've, I've always been a bit of a loner. I've always had, um, what's my famous saying? I, I, I don't 
always like people. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've worked in retail for over 10 years. So... Oh, okay. Say no more. <laughs> Say no more. <laughs> yeah, customers suck. <laughs> yeah, they do, they do. But I think since coming out, you've you've been more sociable than ever before. Yeah, yeah. So it did change. Yeah. That's interesting. So, so it sounds like perhaps there was some kind of release or kind of almost like freeing feeling. Oh, definitely. I think there's been so many things that I've embraced now I've, I've come out that I would have hidden away before. Like even getting upset over something in the past, I would have gotten angry over it rather than getting upset and talking and dealing with the emotion rather than now. I can just have a cuddle, have a cry have a bath, paint the nails, you know, oh, just yeah. bond. Um, and I, I read a blog post from you saying that you had tried many times to talk to Kelly, but found it too hard yeah. um, in terms of coming out to her. Um, what What do you think you were scared of? Losing her. Losing her, losing the kids. I like Because I had been doing so much research, um, it was all of the stories that I was finding were very negative um where they they'd lost their partners they'd lost their kids because they didn't understand feeling isolated being attacked being bullied losing their jobs and i was terrified that i would lose everyone um and then i wouldn't cope you know there's so there's so, such a high suicide rate in trans people who come out because they don't get the support and they're not loved <laughs> Um, and they're not given the opportunity to be who they are. Um, I, I feared that, really. So what was your kind of thought process? Did you... I mean, obviously, you told Kelly. So there must have been this kind of overriding feeling of she's going to understand, it's going to be OK. Or was it just a case of we just need to almost, like, rip the plaster off and find out one way or the other? It was neither. Oh. <laughs> it was It was New Year's Eve, and I think I'd been doing so much out of the ordinary stuff like feminizing things and wanting to dress up for different events i saw you saying this that in halloween yeah. you dressed up as um uh, in you know in female clothes and also at your 10 year wedding anniversary is yeah that yeah we were we were both gonna um go as like 80s roller disco chicks except that i can't skate so. <laughs> we, we went yeah we, no, we went to skating lessons for a couple of months oh my and it was God. it was difficult to say that <laughs> that's such a brilliant idea though um, yeah the concept was brilliant yeah, yeah, yeah. but i just kept falling over it, so. and it, yeah it got to the evening and we were like if we're gonna get have a few drinks as well it's probably not best and We're going to break a leg. I just went for it because I, I didn't care. Skates. I didn't care. I was like, if I'm going to fall over, I'm going to fall over. But Kelly didn't want to get hurt. And you, you, <laughs> I you, can't skate you though. Re reevaluated your costume <laughs> and you went as the um, receptionist from Beetlejuice, and that was cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think when when it came to New Year, I think Kelly had seen all these different things and. We were in the kitchen having a, a couple of glasses of Prosecco, prepping some buffet food for the evening because we were staying in with Kelly's mum and the kids. Um, and then Kelly said, sit down, basically. And, and so she, Kelly she, initiated yeah, it. Yeah, she came Kelly, tell me, me what was going through your head at that point. Do you know, it's a bit of a blur. <laughs> um, so many things had happened and... 
and I think a few months before that, I'd gone through a, a day, well, it was a very short-lived moment of thinking, is she having an affair because of some of the things that were going on? But she's not a very good liar, so when I asked her that, she told me the truth, I could tell. <laughs> and she's not a deceitful person, so, you know, that kind of, that whole affair thing, it was probably more to do with my insecurities. Yeah. So, moved on from that, and then other things happened. It was just a very strange time, and, and she wasn't looking after herself either. She, um, just, yeah, you weren't... I wasn't eating. Yeah. I lost a lot of weight. And I thought, I thought you were going to die, really. I thought she was going to die. Um... Because it, it, I and I really focused in on the food element and the fact that she wasn't looking after herself, not seeing that there was a bigger picture. So um, did you think that it was perhaps an eating disorder? Yeah, or something like that? yeah, genuinely, I did. Um, and I remember like messaging her family about it and just, but the, but you know, there's nothing, there's nothing I could have done, in a way, because like I talked to you about it, but mm. um, I can't force her to eat, you know. Yeah. So that that's quite difficult, and then um, and then I don't know what made me. I think on New Year's Eve it was it was an, an instant thing. You decided to get well. Zoe just decided to get changed, wanted to get dressed up for New Year's Eve. I wasn't keen. I wanted to sit in pajamas, and I was like, okay, I'll do it then. And went upstairs, and I kind of expected you to put on like a a shirt or <laughs> I don't know what I expected and then she she came out in like um a really sweet sparkly skirt and top and I was just a bit like what's happening here and I think the penny just dropped that moment and it took me a long time I'm quite frustrated about how long it it took for that to happen but oh there's the doorbell <laughs> <laughs> we the knew that would happen <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um and so I just, and I, I don't like the language that I used when I did ask her that evening. I've, I look back, it was a very naive kind of, um, I, I would say ignorant language because I said, um, do you want to be a woman? Um, and I think it's that be, isn't it? And that, that whole concept of you are, you know, I know now she just is a woman. Yeah. yeah. But then, you know, to be fair to you, this isn't... I'm guessing this wasn't an issue that you had read up on loads. You hadn't no. researched it, you know, you... Yeah, I had an awareness. I supported mm. trans rights and non-binary folk and all that stuff. But maybe I didn't know enough. And that, that was upsetting as well, to know that I didn't know enough, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah. I asked that question and um, Zoe said, you just nodded, just didn't nodded, you? Yeah. And then my mum knocked the door and that was it. For that evening oh it right just... so that was that was the end of the conversation <laughs> yeah that was it yeah. <laughs> wow we snuck off a couple of times to go to the bathroom and have little short bursts of chat but i think your mum just thought we were secretly hiding something about her from her <laughs> yeah there was a lot of tense moment there were a lot of tense moments during <laughs> the first week or two of you coming out to me um because my mom just had no idea, and we saw her quite regularly before COVID. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. We saw, well, how many? How often did she visit? Like twice, twice a week, a week at least. Probably, yeah. So she was just very suspicious that we were acting strange. <laughs> and what was going through each of your minds at that point? I'm guessing, Zoe, for you, it was relief. But Kelly, we because it's a huge thing to be getting your head around, isn't it? Yeah, I was shocked. Um, I don't know why I was shocked because I've always said before Zoe 
came out, obviously. I always used to say um, I was married to a woman inside a man's body. Like, that was... Everyone knew that. I would yeah. say that. Yeah. So I was shocked that I was shocked, if that makes sense. Mm. <laughs> I can't describe the feeling. Maybe, maybe disappointed with myself for being shocked. And I don't know. It was a very... I, I don't know how to describe those early days. It was just... But then, but then kind of making a throwaway comment about being married to a man inside a... No, a woman inside a man's body is very different to being faced with the reality of... True. Actually, my husband has just told me that she's a woman. And yes. this is now going to change our lives forever. Yes. Um, I think, you know, we spent a lot of time crying, talking. Mm. We stayed up late for weeks talking weeks, weeks, yeah. and listening to each other and crying and a thing the thing that got me through the hard days when I didn't understand everything um because back then I think I was a, I was a different person back then even a year and a half ago I just feel yeah. like a, a completely different person but Zoe always said to me like your feelings are valid and she didn't ever make me feel bad if I felt sad or and I never felt the only thing I ever felt angry about was that I didn't notice sooner um but she just reassured me and said everything you feel is valid and I think that that kind of was enough for me like I could get through anything well we always get through anything anyway together (laughs) we've just got that I don't know we've been through a lot yeah (laughs) it sounds like you've got such a strong relationship I like to think so (laughs) I'm very lucky (laughs) no I am (laughs) (laughs) many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is plush care PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So Zoe, what about you in terms of th- that first week and having those conversations with Kelly? What was, what, what, what were you feeling at that point? I was still very nervous and very scared because at any point in those early days, she could have said, no, I can't do this. Yeah. And she could have just said, you need to leave or oh, she was going to leave. And again, you know, I wouldn't see her or the kids ever again. Um, and I was also scared, obviously at that point, um, I'd already known about how I felt and looked into the transition itself and the journey that I would have to take. So I was scared, one, about how we would go about it as a family, as a couple, um, how long it would take, because I know the journey is long anyway, like with the waiting lists and stuff. Um, but also... I didn't want to rush because I didn't want to put that extra pressure on us as a couple and a family. 
But at the same time, because I'd been waiting for so long and I had these feelings for so long, I was keen, because it was all out, to get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So it was a lot of mixed feelings early days, wasn't it? Yeah, I remember at first being like, we won't talk to anyone, we won't mention it on the blog, we won't do this, we won't do that. And within a month we were like, this is us, have it, take mm. it or leave it. <laughs> it just wasn't ever going to go that way. Yeah. And by six months later we'd just Started gone on the social blog. media yeah. and the blog. And, yeah. So your blog now, uh, so Kelly, did you have a parenting blog prior to this? Yeah, I kind of had, yeah. I kind of had just like a general lifestyle one of those that I just didn't really know what it was kind of blog um and i've still got that like in the background i don't really do much with it but um we decided to kind of start fresh with our transitional life and um really focus on putting out a, a positive story because when zoe came out everything i read was horrendously negative and yeah, marriage found, breakdowns you found one story yeah. that was positive that kind of lifted you yeah bit. I found a really beautiful story and I read it every day for those first oh. few weeks every day I'd read it over and over and over again and just be like it's going to be okay it's going to be okay yeah um, so, so you you've basically you know in the last year and a half you you you've been sharing your story haven't you on your blog and but also offering up helpful I guess bits of advice and sharing things that might help people who are going through something similar yeah I think like Kelly said we've tried to put a positive story out there um, and we wanted to offer support to people on a very light basis obviously we're not medical experts or anything but if anyone comes to us any people who want to come out or who have just come out or partners of those who are going through stuff. Yeah, it's trying to find the balance between being positive and hopeful but also honest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's important, isn't it? And that that is a really tricky balance to get sometimes. Yeah, I I still think we're working on that. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. definitely. It's a process, isn't it? Um, So Zoe, once you had uh, come out to Kelly... What? How long was it before you told the kids, told your family and friends? How did all of that go? Because that feels like just, you know, coming out to Kelly is, I guess, just the start, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, probably within a week, a few days, really, we'd started loosely my mom speaking first, to the kids. Oh, the kids, yeah. Loosely yeah. mentioning things. And Kelly was like, how would you feel if um, Daddy w- was... That was the language we would have used then. Yeah, was dressing more like mummy and all of these kind of things. (laughs) They're just like, whatever. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) As as long as she's happy. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, they literally, they just didn't, it wasn't an issue, was it? They they just supported you. They just wanted you to be happy. We've never forced anything upon them, um, even with what they wanted to call me. So I know a lot of trans parents who were dads and and our moms um who still use the name daddy or dad because that suits their kids and they don't want to mess with that which is cool and i appreciate that um but the kids quite early on started figuring out what they wanted to call me and not long after us sorting a name um they were like, oh, it's Mama Zoe and Mama Kel. And yeah, it's cute. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> so they sorted that out quite early on. And then within a few days later, we went to your mum's house and 
she was worried that the big news was going to be us splitting up. Right. So yeah, she, she was relieved. She was relieved. <laughs> what we told her. She was really, oh, you're still together. Phew. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then it wasn't much then, long after yeah, that. Your family. Within a week after that, I spoke to my brother and my mum. Um, and I think I might have messaged my dad about it. My dad lives in New Zealand, so we don't right. really have much of a relationship. Um, and did you get any negativity, or was it all supportive, kind of you know, positive reactions? It was positive from my brother at first. He doesn't speak to me now. He's disassociated himself with me right now. Um, my mum has been very honest throughout it all. She still struggles, like, calling me the wrong name or using the wrong mm. pronouns occasionally. But we don't see each other that often. So I'm, I'm kind of excusing it and giving her that time. But she's making as much effort as, as I can expect from her at the moment. And I guess it's hard. I mean, I feel I feel like I'm now making excuses, but people, you know, from an older generation, I think it is harder for them to process this stuff because, you know, they, for the majority of their lives, haven't had the opportunity to learn about it and to know about it. No, exactly. And like I said, I wasn't brought up in these diverse circles, so... If they didn't bring me up that way, then they clearly don't have much of an understanding of it. So, But she did recently comment, a really lovely comment on Facebook, saying that you're the happiest she's ever seen you. Yeah, that was nice. And that was a bold statement from her, I think. But my, da- my dad didn't take it very well, and we're not speaking. So, so a mixed reaction then, which yeah. you know, I guess is to be expected because it is such it's such big news to be sharing with people, isn't it? Definitely. I mean, my workplace have been amazing. They've been brilliant from day one. Even one of my colleagues, my first day coming in after coming out, she got me a little gift. Yeah, didn't she? which is really nice. Um, <clears throat> and you know, we've lost a couple of friends along the way, but we've gained more as well. So. And online, I would say, is our biggest network of support. Yes. Yeah. Do you um, feel part of the LGBT community? I do now. I think early days I struggled because I didn't understand it myself. Um, and it was all new for me. But Kelly's always been a massive supporter of the LGBT community. So um, it wasn't too difficult to intertwine ourselves, head into the local um gay pub for karaoke and stuff <laughs> yeah but yeah and so you mentioned um you know you thinking about transitioning um is that a process that that you've been finding straightforward or has there been any kind of stressful or emotional moments within that um yes <laughs> lots of stressful and emotional moments uh i remember early like the waiting list to get any help from the NHS is long. Like like the hoops that you have to jump through. Mm. And understandably for some people, you know, it, they need to protect people, but there's not enough resources and not enough staff and trained people out there. I think it's the waste, isn't it? That's it's the issue, not yeah. so much the fact that you've got to... <clears throat> I mean, in Wales, it's still we're still old-fashioned in that you had to have a psych analysis, yeah. right. which they don't do in England anymore. No. Is the weight 
purely a resource thing or is it uh let's give them a few years to make sure that they really do want to transition yeah. i think it's a combination i think yeah. yeah i think like there's not enough um trained people plus they do give they do say before any obviously life-changing surgeries you you're expected to live in your your chosen gender role for one to two years which is fair enough i appreciate that um, but by the time you get to see anyone, before, you'll yeah. only be talking medication. You've still got another two years then. Exactly. Before to I mean, wait yeah. on top of that. By the time I've seen anyone, I've already been living in this life for two years, probably more, maybe then. more. I mean, that's even that in itself is going to take its toll on you, isn't it? Just <sighs> from a stress point of view. A hundred percent. You know, although we're embracing where we are now and the journey we're on, um, everything's on hold until the right people are seen and the right people tick the right boxes for us so yeah. that's difficult so if if someone's listening who doesn't understand being transgender or perhaps feels uncomfortable listening to you talk about it or you know seeing other people talking about it what would you say to them oh god research literally there's so much information and so many YouTube videos of people who document their transition at different stages. Um, some of the hard things they've gone through are out there. There's a lot of negativity, but if you if you keep digging and have some persistence, you can find some positive things. And look at our journey. You know, yeah. we are we are a positive um, result of. But we do get negativity <clears throat> and people that tell us horrible things yeah say horrible things to you oh yeah i think um, we'll always face that and and you've got to be prepared you've got to have a bit of a tough skin and make sure you've got the right support around you because i try and educate but some people just don't they'll never want to be no, some educated. people don't want to be educated at all do they so well i think you guys i mean i, I was about to say i think that you're brave and that sounded really patronising, but I kind of I guess what I want to try and convey is the fact that you're putting yourselves out there. You've got your blog. You're you know giving this really positive message, helping people, and you know that that one of the risks involved with that is getting negativity thrown yeah. at you. And I I just think that's incredible that that you're doing that. I think anyone who's putting themselves like yourself, anyone in the blogging world and the kind of online world, everyone gets it, don't they? Yeah. I think that like that's where although you get the negativity sometimes online the the positivity is in, a, in abundance and I remember going with you to see the doctor yeah. um last year or this year or something yeah. I don't know and I burst into tears because I was just like you know you're getting lots of grief and stuff in real life yeah. and I said I literally said to the doctor I don't think I'd cope if we didn't have the online community yeah because if you you know we don't we're not overly negative but if you put something out there like you're having a bad day the flood of love that you get is just beautiful so it's worth it to just it's and it's worth it to help we always say like just to help one person yeah 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 like if that's all we achieve that's amazing like it's worth it um so finally where can people find you online if they want to hear more from you um our website is ourtransitionallife.com and Instagram is our transitional life. Twitter is a bit more complicated. It's our underscore trans underscore life. And Facebook is our trans life. Yeah. 
Well, massive thank you for joining me today and sharing what is an incredible and emotional story and you know sharing your experiences. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you for softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.